What's in the queue? 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 I mean, that was a fun audio test. Yeah. And like an on purpose audio test versus like when we first started and we didn't know how to actually like record anything. We were like, is this recording? I don't know. Like when we're sitting side by side each other with your phone, with my in, phone between in between us. us. Oh, those were the days. Aww. It was more snuggly. It was. We're getting further and further apart. It's because we almost have a legitimate studio going on right now. Um, I don't know. Should we count the microphones in here right now? Um, one, one, two. two. That's by a factor of a hundred more microphones than we had last recording session. Definitely. <laughs> They're multiplying. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. How you doing? I'm here. Did you enjoy our mini hiatus? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did kind of like having a Sunday night off. Yeah. Uh, it worked out well because I think I got in bed by like eight fifteen. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, with me hopping on over to a normal shift life. I'm so excited. We might have to figure out a new recording time, at least at first, because... You're going to need your sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, like, retrain my whole body. How many years have you been on second shift? Twelve. Yeah, you're... Twelve! You're going to be fucked up. Mm. The first Monday, you're going to die. Mm. I mean, I had the exception of six months of day shift. Okay. And that first week was, I was falling asleep by like four o'clock. Yep. <clears throat> so there's that. But it's going to be worth it. Yeah. I took a lot of naps to this weekend. Okay. I felt very much like an old person. Okay. I've never, I've never napped so much in my life. That's than fine. Than I did this weekend. That's fine. Sometimes you need naps. I'm like, am I sick? Because that's a lot of naps for Krishana. It took like four naps. That is, that's a lot of naps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. That'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> hey. Hey. This is What's in the Queue. With Krishana and Emily. That is us. Wait. We are, we're spreading out. We're mud toesies. Have roomsies. You almost have room to extend your legs fully. I could actually. I could. You probably hold well, on. You do have short legs. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that noise in just so you know. Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> hey! Hey! Yourself. I... Oh, oh, we can still touch. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> this is weird. This is what's in the queue. <laughs> it's always weird. Weird things happen in the closet all the time. Oh, this is so true. Now you're going to have to start removing your clothes out of here, and we're going to have to put, like, you know, that foamy sound stuff, and then it'll be a real studio, and then it'll start getting stinky, and, you know, like, we'll have, like, a mini fridge in here. I'll lose a burrito in here. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be kind of like a, a dorm room. I did see an advertisement for... Uh, a mini fridge for your bathroom mm. so you put like your eye cream and your jade roller and like you know all, all I mean, your, how your min- like is it countertop like you could maybe fit a can of soda in there that's it 
adorable. It's totally adorable, and I don't need it, but I want it. Right? I want right. it because I got a nice little eye cream that I yeah. use in the morning and at night. And, oh, it would I'm just gonna be need so, that eye cream it would and be that jade so roller. Chilly. Oh, I love it. I'm gonna have to just like grab some like ice and start putting it on my face in the mm-hmm. morning when I switch to days. Mm-hmm. No, see the fun thing about first shift is that we just we embrace the bags under our eyes as just part of our work uniform. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, our friend Alyssa. Yes. She Fr- is friend of the show. Yelling at me, you know, because we worked right next to each other for a night and I was like, oh, look at this thing I could buy. Oh, look at that thing I could buy. Don't. She's like, stop it. She's your accountant. Stop it. And then she sends me like this cute, like little Shaw thing. And I was like, I know I already like that, but you told me to stop looking at stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You're confusing me. (laughs) Uh, I went on a bit of a post birthday shopping spree Fun, because this is my birth month. So, you know, anywhere that I have a credit card, they send me coupons. Treat yourself. Oh, and I treated myself today. Uh, Like... Victoria's Secrets was having a buy two, get one free on all their bras. Nice. Um, the buckle gave me $10 off, so I went and bought like a super high-waisted pair of jeans so I can have winter crop tops now, Bye. in addition to all my summer crop tops. Um, I'm still planning, I'm plotting, I'm scheming about what I'm going to get from Sephora, because mm. between the boyfriend and my mom, I got like mm, $50 in Sephora gift cards. Ooh. So I'm very excited about that. So and that's where uh, Riri's. No, that's where Fenty's out of. Yeah. yeah. Yes, because I definitely got I splurged before my birthday and got that black lip paint. And, oh, it's amazing. So you're definitely gonna buy all Rihanna's makeup. I mean, not all of it, because like I don't really wear foundation, but she's got this nice Moroccan spice palette out right now that I really like. <laughs> Speaking of spices. I forgot parsley. To, I forgot to bring you something. Oh, um, fake marijuana? No, um, but that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Not with it. Uh, I was bestowed upon with some cupcakes with mother trucking pumpkin spice frosting. <gasps> I just got turned on. And when I got <gasps> handed them, I was like, "I ain't no basic bitch. What are you doing? I am a basic bitch, right?" So. <gasps> I was, like, forced into taking these cupcakes. And I'm like, all right, well, I do love cupcakes in all shapes and sizes. But I ate one, and I was like... You didn't feel the warm embrace of fall? The spice is still burning within <laughs> me. Like, I, it's ruined my taste buds. I okay. don't like pumpkin spice. Okay. I, I like do. pumpkin bars, like pumpkin Sure. Bread. Good. Okay, sure. Oh See, I like all that pumpkin spice because I have pumpkin spice flavored K cups and I have pumpkin spice yeah. flavored coffee creamer and then I put some whipped cream and then sprinkle some pumpkin spice seasoning on top of that and then I'm a happy I'm a happy girl. So I'll just drive past your house, roll down Chuck the window, and just throw them out the window. I mean that is a way. Yeah. You're like there's your fucking pumpkin spice. My things <laughs> make it rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how's that margarita? It's very delicious. It's, yeah, that's nutritious. That, no, no, that's that good, good Saboya's margaritas. Mm-hmm. 
listeners, I don't know if, if you guys have this option in your town, but in, in our town, we have a restaurant chain that, so it's a local chain, but they, uh, they do to-go margaritas. Um, it's, it, sh- it sounds like in Indiana, it should be illegal, but it is not. And it yeah. is delicious. I highly recommend getting on it. And they are very yummy. They are, yes. Very good. Yes. Hey. You, you, should we talk about a documentary? So this dude that we know cornered me and was like, Bleh! nerd, nerd documentary for you. Nerd, nerd, nerd. And I was like, okay. When we first started describing it, I was like, what sort of loser villa are we going to today? And then the more, like, I started thinking about it as he was talking about it. And I was like, no, I'm pretty stoked about this idea. Mm-hmm. And then I started watching the documentary and I texted you and I was like, I think we've gone all (laughs) the way over the nerd threshold for me. (laughs) Um, And then I was like, but I'm going to keep watching. Okay. Okay. So, (laughs) and I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then I failed. Uh, So we are going to talk about the death of Superman lives. Um, This documentary... I equate to if Emily and I put together a documentary, what it might look and sound like. Um, but way cooler people than we would have been able to get. Yes. Way cooler. Um, the reason I think it looks like that is the medium on which we watched it. I feel like if we were sitting in a theater and watching it on a big screen, it wouldn't look like this. No. It was pretty basic. Okay. It was pretty pumpkin spice. See, I would have called it very crowdsourced. Yeah. 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 Like, and, that, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. I'm just saying that's what it was. It, it, it wasn't. Had, it had a home baked feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Like, Ma- made with lots of love. Yeah. And yeah. And like crowdsourced funds. <laughs> Having said that, super cool, interesting, very nerdy content. So nerdy. But interesting. It it is it is a fascinating tale of nineteen ninety seven. Back in the day. Uh, Warner Brothers decided that they were gonna do the Death of Superman run from the comics that had quite literally just come out about four years ago. I mean this is not like what Tim Burton did with Batman where these you know these comics were a lot older or like what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is doing with a lot of their storylines right now this storyline literally just happened yeah and they were trying to adapt it for the big screen in 1997 okay just let go back in the way way machine to what 21 years ago yeah or, no, no, no 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 is that 30 years ago no how old am I? I just had a birthday. Does anyone know how old I am? Do you think Emily's going to edit out her own mistakes? Yes. Uh, no, no, no. I'm definitely leaving that in. Because <laughs> I'm genuinely concerned if I don't remember how... Oh, I'm 35. Okay. <sighs> I told you about that all last year. I thought I was 36. <laughs> until like two months before my birthday. Then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm 35 and I'm turning 36. <laughs> So I feel like I gained a year of my life Yeah, I mean, back. It's, it's the equivalent of traveling to a different time zone. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, 
Um, the death of Superman lives. The the storyline in the comics itself is um, uh, Superman, um, you know, generally gets anti- antagonized by uh, Lex Luthor, as he does. Um, Brainiac is in there, uh, kind of manipulating everything behind the scenes. And then he fights uh, Doomsday. And Doomsday uh, is basically like Rock Kaiju Monster Man. And you kind of, you have to have that to fight Superman because Superman is so overpowered that like you can't just, even though some producers on this movie thought otherwise, you can't just throw ninjas at him. You can't just throw polar bears at him. You have to like, you have to come up with something more epic, something, something so huge that it would even kill Superman. Right. And that was the thing through a lot of this. Um, What's his name? Uh, John Peters, uh, the producer that I guess bought the rights to the Superman. Yeah, just like on, uh, just lucked into it. On a whim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's an interesting person. That's one way of saying it. Yeah. He had some interesting ideas of how he thought this movie was gonna go well just the whole concept of john peters the film producer in general is is bonkers because he started out as a hairdresser got into a relationship with barbara streisand and ended up producing movies for a living like had no film background had had was just like the hair side of of film which is important yeah like you need it but how the fuck did you get did you, did you really just, did you date Barbara Streisand and you got a job out of it? Is that? I mean, damn. You know, I guess there's worse ways of going about it. Guess. Um. So, let let's break down <laughs> this whole idea. So they decided <laughs> that they wanted Tim Burton to direct this Superman, which, hey, he had just got done doing how many Batmans? He, he did, he did, uh, the first two Batman. Yeah. Batmans. Batmans. Um, and then, uh, some would say Joel Schumacher, uh, came in and ruined everything, but whatever, you know. Some say that. Some agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um but, but we kind of would have, we would have ended up having almost a, like a DC cinematic universe led by Tim Burton. Right. Just let that sink in for just a second. What we could have had in 19... Again, 97. Is that seriously 21 years ago? It's been a while. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Things happen. Okay. Um, and guess, of all the actors out of 1997, who they were like, yeah, that's who I want to play Superman. You're, you're never going to guess it. Never. You're never. So we're just going to tell you. Nick Cage. You hear, did you hear that? Nick Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, let it sink in. The first second that when I got told to watch this documentary and they said Tim Burton and Nick Cage. Yeah. I was like <laughs> And then I was like huh. Hmm. And they brought they brought up my thought in this documentary about how uh, when Tim Burton had Michael Keaton play Batman, people right. were like, you're going to have Mr. Mom yeah. play Batman. It shouldn't have worked. 
and it worked. Michael Keaton is Batman to me. He's a very good. He he he's not only a very good Batman. He's a very good Bruce Wayne in, in, as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's so unassuming that he would be good in that role, and he was. So yes. And then you just throw Tim Burton's magic. Well, you so you have Tim Burton's eye on yes. it, right? So it it goes into that like not quite high strangeness, but like that dark faint the dark fairy tale yeah. is what Tim Burton puts on it. Which again, having a dark fairy tale DC cinematic universe like blows my fucking mind, yeah. man. Now, I still would have never in a million years picked Nick Cage. Nope. Because when you look at how Superman has been betrayed, no, be, portrayed, portrayed, thank you, yeah. has been portrayed on the screen, and especially in post-80s comics, he's been a square-jawed buff dude. Yeah. Nick Cage is not a square-jawed buff dude. No. But he has a lot of pizzazz. Yeah. I mean, I, I think yeah. he is such. I think he is such a unique, trippy, weirdo person that you know. Because like, I, I think of like raising Arizona. Okay. And then uh, Peggy Sue got married. Okay. Totally different people. Yeah. Totally different roles. And he nailed both of those roles. He is an actor. <laughs> I mean, as, as they I'm say, I'm just saying. Like, I yeah. think it would have been amazing. Like, I wish it would have happened. And the further I got into this documentary, the more I got sold on this idea of Nicolas Cage being Superman because of how Tim Burton envisioned it and the total different direction it would have been. Yes. Well, what what slayed me, literally everything that John Peters ever says in this documentary, I wanted to smack the shit out of him because... Like when the when the Warner Brothers first gets this idea, uh, they bring in Kevin Smith as yeah. he's the first technically the first screenwriter yeah. for what would have been Superman Lives. He's the one that came up with the title. Um, he got told three rules, three three guidelines, uh, by John Peters. Yeah. Uh, you know, the producer. Um, he said, I don't want to see any flying. I don't want to see that suit and I'm not going to quote what he said because he said yeah. that it was a 90s thing and he wants to see a giant spider and then he said he didn't say any of that yeah John Peters says he didn't say any of that Kevin Smith's like yeah no he definitely said that and I'm I'm kind <laughs> I'm, of inclined to yeah. believe Kevin Smith in this yeah. situation yeah yeah because why what's why? the yeah. point what's the point in line about it yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly mm. um but the whole when I when I first started watching the doc and I had heard about the producer wanting a giant spider before I'd heard that and when I first started thinking about it, I'm like well that's dumb that's dumb that's dumb and then I started thinking about Brainiac mm-hmm. and like the way Brainiac is typically not betrayed portrayed <laughs> in the comics I'm like all right okay all right I can see it I yeah. can see it yeah. But he was going to call it... It wasn't going to be Brainiac. It was going to be... Did you remember what... Did you write it's it down? Thangarian Snarbeast? Thangarian oh. Snarebeast. Uh, th- so close. Thanagar is the planet that um, Hawkman comes from. And Hawkgirl. Oh, yeah. yeah, just smiling up. Uh-huh. Smiling not. Good girl. Oh, this man. This is 
kind of fun. So, yeah, Kevin Smith, like, um, obviously he's a big comic book nerd. He, he's like, a fanboy. Yeah. Yeah, he's fanboy. And he even, he even admits, you know, writing this script, it's fanfic. It's yeah. everything that I ever wanted to see in a Superman film, plus some Batman shit, because I love Batman. Yeah, which isn't wrong. No. Um, I'm sure it was probably super cool. Like, all all of comic book universe probably would have collectively went... <gasps> yeah. And yeah, they yeah, would have, yeah. like, maybe all passed out in the theater. I, I believe he called it masturbatory. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but, you know, they, they took a hard pass to that. Sure did. Um... um Wesley Strick or yeah. Stick? Strick. Strick. Not a fanboy. Nope. Um, Tim Burton, also not a fanboy. Nope. Did not like Smith's script. Yeah. <laughs> they kept they kept some ideas well, from it. And there are certain core elements that if you're gonna tell the storyline of Death of Superman, yeah. you have to ha- you have to have Doomsday, you have to have Brainiac, you have to have Lex Luthor. Like you just and then Superman's gotta die. Like you have to have that. Yeah. Um and they were, you know, brought in, you know, all of the different, you know, people making costumes and it, you know, that's kind of like this documentary too. It's following like all those different people talking about, you know, their roles and like what they were coming up with and how that was all going. Um, oh, keep talking. Yeah. Uh, because in this documentary, Colleen Atwood yes. is going to, she was supposed to be the head of the uh, costuming department. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard of her, but she, if there's a movie you love or that won an Academy Award, she probably did the costumes for it. Yeah. And Um, speaking of, the costume that she was working on with her team of everybody, what she was going to create as the new Superman suit was amazing. Super awesome. Very no undies, um, even though it kept flashing back and forth between like a suit with undies or not. But uh, this suit was super cool. It had like all the lights running through it and had this iridescentness to it. I was super excited for that suit. Well, and especially um, getting the breakdown. Oh, Colleen Atwood, uh, uh, over 60 credits to her name. Yeah. And, uh, uh, oh, I don't know, um, Big Eyes, Arrow, Snow White and the Huntsman, Dark Shadows, In Time, The Rum Diary, The Tourist, Alice in Wonderland, Public Enemies, Sweeney Todd, Some Mission Impossibles, Memoirs of a Geisha. She did Memoirs of a Geisha, Planet of the Apes, The Mexican, Sleepy Hollow. I'm not even naming all of them. Beloved, Gattaca, Fallen, Mars Attacks, Juror, The Grotesque, Little Women, Ed Wood, Wyatt Earp, Kevin Boy, Philadelphia. It goes on and on yeah. and on. Like, she is she's the bee's so knees. cool. She is so cool. Um, no, but talking about... I, I'm glad that John Schnepp, the, the director got more into the suits the yes. suits plural suits yes. plural that they were designing for this film because the the gimmick the clickbait about mm-hmm. this what would have been superman lives is always this one polaroid of nick cage in a suit mm-hmm. that looks sparkly yeah and it's it's a polaroid so already the the quality of the picture is shit but they caught him like mid blink yeah and so he looks drugged out. He's in a long-haired wig, and he's in a sparkly suit. Yeah. 
And so everyone's like, oh god, that's terrible. It would have been awful. This is so awful. I can't believe you ever would have done this. Yeah. Not even spending a minute to think about how much pre-production goes into a movie. Yeah. How much work it is of first draft, second draft, 45th draft. There, uh, it, practical it, effect, practical costumes, practical, you know, practical everything. Because this is not, this is not solely in the digital age mm -hmm. yet they're mm -hmm. getting there but all of these suits uh suits that had multiple functions depending on what the story was going to need yeah. uh, and they all had like yeah like you were saying like this iridescent beetle like quality to them it was yeah so neat yeah it was super super cool <laughs> that, that was that was something really neat and yeah. just the idea that they could they came up with a way that Nick Cage could lift his arms above his head yeah. in this Superman suit, which is unheard of. Right. Right. Well, and just the whole concept, you know, what they were working on with that basically his suit um, kind of like healed him and it's and it's a, a living thing. And like the whole like, I don't know how much of that's comic or not, because I don't know anything. Eh. But it was really cool to me, like, hearing how they were trying to, like, work that and morph that into, yeah. like, his little friend that, like, would grow with him and he, like, all these... And, and kind of have um, the essence of his father, Jor-El, yeah. like, tied into the programming for it. It was really... Yeah. I was like... Ah. There, there was there was some, some really cute stuff that they were going to do with that. And, again, would have been really cool. Yeah. I mean, they were going back and forth, like, with the cape. Like, do we get rid of the cape? Uh, does the cape do its own thing? Like, Thor's hammer? Well, and... Like... Oh, yeah, no. Basically, like, uh, Doctor Strange's cape. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. What, like, what Marvel ended up doing. I'm mm -hmm. like... Oh. And how later on that spider kind of morphed into for Wild Wild West. Yeah, no. John Peters ended up getting his uh, mechanical his spider. spider. Anywho, uh, no, but it there's so much behind the scenes footage. Oh yeah, that had started for in in this pre production period for for Superman Lives that John Schnapp. I don't know how he did it, but he got all of it, mm -hmm. and you get to watch the lighting tests and the color tests on the capes and the suits and like the, you get to see the guys in the shops working on the suits and figuring out the fiber optics and yeah. and how it's gonna be sewn together like you have so much access to what could have been in this movie right well and and, and some even uh like a premonition because okay so they wanted um chris rock <laughs> to play jimmy which that would have been great that would have been so that good been so good um, um sandra bullock sandra bullock as as lois Lois. Lane. also i don't i can't see nick Cage and Sandra Bullock together, but they're both so charismatic in other roles that I'm like, well, I'm sure they would be fine together. Yeah. I think. Well, I think she, I mean, she can play that nerdy quality, you know, to a T. So she, I well, think she's got, she's got to be, a, I mean, she's got to be, she's more astute and she's got to be a bit of a ball buster. Yeah. So I think Sandra Bullock could do that. I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've yeah. seen her do similar like, like little glimpses. Like and... Miss Congeniality, but as a journalist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then having... Um... Bye. You left me thought. Oh, the thought. Oh, I did. <laughs> I just saw that. Did thought. you see it? Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> 
That no. you? Yeah, but not. That's <laughs> Is that not, not the one you're thinking of? Not the uh, uh, Lex Luthor. Oh, oh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Who which ended up, which ended up being Kevin Spacey. <sighs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, having Chris Walken. Uh, it would have been good. Loved it well, and like so what much. the what the concept artists were working on for Brainiac. I mean, Brainiac is. I don't know a lot about him as a character. Um, he's just kind of an evil. Yeah, he's just kind of an evil genius guy. Yeah. yeah, do we need do we need to Skype in a a comic nerd right now? Because we we could technically we could. <laughs> no, that calls Robin. <laughs> um, but like the concept, the way the concept artists were working it is, they wanted him very cobra like, mm-hmm. um, and it have this uh, cobra's hood of a cape that would come up behind him. You know, he has his little red things on his face that he always has. And he's supposed to be like tall and skinny and a long cape. And then the cape is supposed to open and then out come the mechanical spider legs. Which I want to say they kind of did in Teen Titans Go. But now I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I also liked kind of where they were heading uh, with Clark. (laughs) With the whole, like, Mickey Mouse shirt under the blazer and, like, making him more of the awkward, you know. Right. Which, which, I mean, Christopher Reeves, he did it. I mean, he did it for that era in which they said. For that ideal body shape. Yeah. Yes. But that's where I think Nicolas Cage would have been like, yeah, he could have. I, I took a little bit of umbrage with their Clark Kent yeah? interpretation. Yeah, because I tend to default to. Um, do, did you see Kill Bill? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Weekly. Um, so when Bill is describing um, the bride's character yeah. to herself, like yeah. kind of explaining, he's he's mansplaining her, but yeah. whatever. He talks about how Clark Kent is the mask that Superman puts on. Superman is is the re- is the real identity, yeah. and and so you know, like you know, with Batman, you have you have technically his real identity is is Bruce Wayne, but yeah. Bruce Wayne, billionaire playboy ph- philanthropist, is a mask, and then Batman is a mask, and somewhere in between, there's just Bruce, right? Yeah. And so you know, he's juggling his mask. You've got Superman. And and Kal-El, Kal-El is who he is. Yeah. Clark Kent is the mask that he puts on. Yeah. And I just, I don't feel like Tim Burton was really getting that, which is weird because Tim Burton's whole angle that he was shooting for was recognizing and acknowledging the alien feeling that we all have in ourselves right. and how we deal with that. Well, and, but that's kind of, I kind of liked his reasoning of it is... He is so awkward trying to be this human dude. Like a men in black. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, he's so insecure and feels so weird being like this, trying to be Clark Kent. Okay. That he's very awkward. Oh, okay. I didn't pick up on that. And that I don't feel right like this. I'm not right. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got to the point where they were like gonna shoot. 
Uh, John Peters, the producer, uh, said they were about three weeks out. Yeah. Um, I, he, I feel like he is an unreliable narrator simply for the fact yeah. that he would, when they, when the concept artists were working, he would come into the office with his menagerie of women and children and then um, uh, have the kids pick out designs that they liked. And then he would inevitably put somebody in a headlock or kissed Tim Burton square on the face, like basically sexually assault him. Or uh, he said he wanted to teach the the artists uh, how how it really feels to be in a fight because he's a fighter and he knows jujitsu. And so I'm gonna break your fingers and I'm gonna flip you to the ground. Uh-huh. I'm like, you're a monster. Yeah. That dude is a, that dude's kind of a monster. He's super creepy. I yes. Yeah, I mean, do I, like, listening to, like, Tim Burton, do I think, like, literally they could have been, like, we're shooting tomorrow? No. But in movie terms, In movie terms, they tomorrow is, like, ready. six months, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, they ha- they were just about to that final round of making the suit. You know, they were, they had kind of worked through and they knew what they wanted. ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, had yes. come, uh, like, one of the major visual effects departments besides Weta Works at the time, mm-hmm. uh, like they had come in and they had started doing test footage of Superman, uh, like bounding and leaping and landing, which they paired it against what Zack Snyder did in Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder, I think kind of, I don't know if Zack Snyder had access to any of this stuff, but it felt familiar. Watch I'm sure. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't mean, know what. I don't know what he would have. What he would have access to. I mean, because I kind of feel like too, like the whole like Lex Luthor, like how all of that shit came about. Like I'm sure it was just like a, you know, a buzz and a whisper and sure. a talk and a this and it gets around well, and, and when this is happening, all of a sudden. Ooh, oh, I like we, that. Yeah, can, can we, we use that? that yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure it went like that. Yeah, definitely. Sure. solved problem solved (laughs) solved it um and then so warner brothers was going through having flop after flop after flop after flop people were getting fired left and right oh and and schnipp the the director he but he puts in a sequence that's uh, probably about three minutes long of like this movie was supposed to cost this much and it failed and it only made this much bomb this movie made was uh cost this much and it only made this much bomb and it's just one after like i lost count after 10 i think Mm -hmm. Mm. it's so sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so their budget was growing and growing too with the things that they wanted to do and how are we going to get, okay, well, maybe we, we're we not going to blow up a whole building. Maybe we'll work a little less. So they were, like, working out all those little kinks. Um, and then Warner Brothers was like, JK. Nah. Which I understand it is a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes that decision is made overnight and it comes rapidly and like that's just that's just the entertainment industry i know it happens on shows all the time yeah i know it happened i know that i i can't even imagine all the movies that have that could have been yeah could have been you know but this is this is one of those ones where it just i don't know that it would have been good but it would have changed superhero films forever let me ask you a question yeah do you know of any Tim Burton movies that are bad? 
Uh, yeah, I, ha- I have a lot that I don't you like. You do? I do. Yeah. Oh, see, we differ then. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't like Big Fish. I ah. didn't like Alice in Wonderland or the other one. Mm-hmm. I didn't like... <sighs> Sweeney, Todd- Sweeney Todd was, I think, the last Tim Burton film that I actually enjoyed. And that's mm-hmm. before I found out Johnny Depp was a monster. <sighs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, um, there's that. No, I, I have not. I have... I per- And that's just a personal thing. I just feel that his style is a little too cemented now. And I don't feel like he is allowed to have the range that he may have one time had. I, f- I, f- I feel he's a little too one note for my taste anymore. Okay. That, but okay. that's just me. But I like that note. Sure. <laughs> I'm now, just... do I want all my movies to be that note? No, because I would no. be like, mm, yeah, I'm over it. Uh... But, I mean, there's a there's a good good number of them that i enjoy well sure yeah no there's plenty there's plenty of good stuff out there but i'm, I'm just, leaving no the, the podcast is over we're breaking <laughs> up we're no longer friends <laughs> no i uh and i was once i realized that i was like yes let's do this documentary i was watching it at work and i started like talking to people at work about it. i was like dude 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 they were gonna do this it was gonna be tim burton and, blah, blah, blah. and my one friend was like who's this tim burton and i was like i'm sorry what huh so I was like, I just started going, this movie, this, 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 this. Yeah. I was like, listing, 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 listing. She was like, oh, I like Tim Burton. I was like. Yeah, okay. All right. right. The world can continue spinning now. Jeez. <laughs> I just, I just like, because I know it's going to be something twisted. Like, it's not going to be whatever normal path it's supposed to be. It's going to be a different path. See, and, and not unlike M. Night Shyamalan's twists, I feel yeah. like the twists are... I always assume... They're not... They're all dead. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just the idea that when you expect a twist out of someone every single time, it's... Right. To me, it, it got boring. That's mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm with you on that. I yeah, got yeah, you. Yeah. That's all. Uh, am I going to stop people from seeing Tim Burton movies? Nope. Am I going to? No. Am I going to yell at people when they go see Tim Burton movies? No. I'm just going to, like, some, you know, not go see them. Will you yell at people for going to see Johnny Depp films? I'm not going to yell at you. I'm just going to not go see them myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the moment he became Captain Jack. You're done. Whatever. Whatever was left of Johnny Depp's acting died. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely dead. Yeah. Um, he became yeah, that pirate. And the first one would have been fine if they would have just stopped, stopped with the first one. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great, great, great. That's it. Perfect. They did, what, 15 more? Yeah. <laughs> We're still making them. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's 14 more please, coming out this year for Christmas. Oh, please no. <laughs> um, yeah. Do, so, do check out. Death, yeah. The death of Superman lives, Definitely. colon, what happened? Yeah. Um, it, I forgot the colon, what happened? <laughs> it, it is, it's just such a bonkers, I don't even, okay, one, we didn't even cover everything. No. Two, there's no way we can cover everything because, no. oh my God, there's just so much. I would have bored myself. It's good to watch. It's good to watch. You don't want to hear us talk about it. Go listen to the yeah. people who are going to make this movie. Go listen to them talk about it. Because holy shnikes. Yeah, there was a lot of really cool things going on. Um, 
like if we could go back in time and make that movie happen, I would be very happy. If it could happen now, that'd be cool. I don't think Nick Cage is a little too old for it, but yeah. Everybody's a little too old for it now. Well, yeah. Um, oh, my favorite an- my f- ha- hands down favorite anecdote from the whole the whole documentary. Okay. There was one dude, uh, one concept artist. Uh, his last name was Jackson, Michael Anthony Jackson. He had gotten hired to work on the Matrix to start doing um, concept art for the oh. Matrix by the, from the Wachowskis, right? Literally the day after he got that call, Tim Burton calls. And, and Well, Tim Burton's office calls and was like, hey, do you want to come make Superman with me? And he quit the Matrix to go work on Superman Lives. Whoops. And it's one of those like sliding doors moments that I'm like, <laughs> oh, honey, no. Yeah, both times watching this, when I heard that part, I was like, oh, God, I feel so bad for you. But also, I wonder what some of the concept art for The Matrix would have been if he would have been on it. Because I loved, I loved some of his work. It had a very distinct feel to yeah. it. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Hmm? Jinx? Pinch pokey on the kit. What? Huh? Huh? Eh? What just happened? <laughs> We're done talking now. Are Thank we? you. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> that's. I mean, that is one way to end a podcast. That's. That's for sure. Kitten, just kitten. Um. Yeah. This is a cool, cool doc, especially if you're into comics, specifically Superman. If you like superhero movies. If you, yeah. Do you like movies? Like, do you like movie production? Yeah. You should definitely check out this documentary. Do you like Tim Burton? Because he's in there. He's in there a lot. Do you like Kevin Smith? He's in there a little bit. I do, I do like him. Do you like looking at Nicolas Cage in a Superman suit? Watch it. In a really cool Superman suit that he can raise his hands above his own. I will say I liked the like first suit they tried to put him in. And when he turned around his butt cheek definition like i was like dude how hard is that digging into his actual butthole right now because it was such a deep deep crevice well and and again you know you're in 90s comics and as as i i don't know if i've talked about it on here or on joe's podcast but like 90s comics you draw a body and then you draw some lines on it and that's the costume yeah you don't draw clothing you just draw some lines to show where it's not flesh anymore. Yeah. Um, and so they wanted they wanted the musculature of Superman, but on Nick Cage's body. Right. Yeah. 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 It was a deep, deep crevasse. <laughs> <laughs> Had an echo. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. He lost his keys in there. Couldn't find them for weeks. Um, follow us on all the things. Yeah, they're dumb, but you should follow us on there. Because we're cool, and you're cool, and we could be cool together. And people have been following me on the Twitter. I don't know if they're real or not, but thanks. Okay. If Th- you're real. Thanks, Russian bots. If you're a real person and you just started following me on Twitter, I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a robot, she's watching you. Fuck off, dude. Um, have you seen a documentary that you like that you think we would like to? Yeah. Yeah. Um, email us at whatsinthequeue at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's get out of here. All right. All right. Okay, bye. Bye.